Hello, and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Jeff Lee, editor of Cargo Facts, and it's Friday the 12th of January. As always, a new year brings with it new operators with new freighter types. And joining me this week is Cristiano Koga, CEO of Modern Logistics, which is set to become the next 737-800 freighter operator in Brazil as it executes plans to expand outside the country. Hi, Cristiano. Uh, First of all, happy new year to you. Um, How's it been for you since uh, you joined the company, uh, you know, in, in May? Thank you uh, very much, Jeff, for having me today. It's always uh, a pleasure to talk uh, with you and your audience, a very well-qualified audience across the globe. Um, Since I joined uh, Motor Logistics back in May, it's been a a very outstanding uh, journey uh, for me and also for my, my team members across the organization. Uh, the first thing that uh, I had the opportunity to to do alongside uh, the team was to refresh, uh, redefine our mission, our vision, and our corporate values. It's very important. It doesn't matter if you have a very nice strategy uh, if you don't have uh, very strong values to guide you and the rest of, of the team during this journey. And values, uh, I mean, like accountability, sense of urgency, proactivity, innovation, and some other values that we behave and that we live every day at Modern Logistics. So after that, uh, I have invested a lot of time in redefining the long-term strategy for the organization. We call Modern Speed, which means that uh, we want to become a integrated logistics platform with a lot of technology embedded into our solutions with a very strong pillars like aviation, uh, ground, as well as supply chain. Mm -hmm. But those pillars are very well supported by people, technology, and safety, right? So in the last months, I have invested a lot of time in developing that in also um, communicating back to the organization, but also to our key stakeholders like you, but also with our key vendors, customers, regulators, and everybody that is in the modern logistics uh, ecosystem. So that has been the journey. And alongside that, Jeff, uh, we had the peak season. The peak season was a very important period of the year for us and for our customers and from different sectors, automotive, high-tech, e-commerce, and also pharmaceuticals. So we helped them succeed during the most important part of the year, which was the season, right? Peak season alongside Mm -hmm. the Christmas season. So that's uh, what I've been uh, investing my time in the last month since I joined the company. Right. Um, So would you say the Brazilian market has been... uh, experiencing the the same kind of challenges and headwinds that um, other markets around the world have been experiencing. Um, And, you know, related to that, what um, what do you think is in store for for 2024? So uh, Brazil um, has suffered in the last uh, four or five years since COVID hit in different aspects of the, the macro 
but as well as in some specific sectors. But the good news is that the forecast for the growth for Brazil last year was around 3.5% uh, on the GDP. If you compare to the average of the global GDP growth, it was above the average of the developed markets, which is uh, good news. And one of the reasons why Brazil came in very, very strong out of the pandemic was the control of the inflation. Inflation has hit many different countries in many different parts of the world. And the uh, central bank has started to rise interest rates since the beginning. So it helped uh, control inflation, which also promoted a, a much better uh, growth in the overall economy. So last year was a very strong uh, year for the country. And I can also mention some of the sectors that you know were very, very important to that uh, specific growth was the agriculture, number one, but also the industrial sector in different, one, different fronts, like the automotive, like the industrial, but also the online sales. So the online sales, the e-commerce, has grown a double digit uh, since pandemic. So that house also helped Brazil perform very well as a country. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I think we've uh, both been looking forward to this uh, for a while, but your, your first um, 737-800-BCF uh, obviously arrived in Brazil uh, in October. And I know you've been, uh, you and the company have been busy with uh, getting that ready and the, and the certification and everything. So what's uh, the latest on that, um, and when you know when do you expect to to be able to to put this aircraft into service? Firstly, we are very very excited at Modern Logistics uh, on the arrivals of the new aircraft because it's been a it's it's been part of our long term strategy to keep investing in the business uh, like fleet right, and the modernization of the Modern Logistics fleet is a key milestone for our company in the last years. Uh, to your previous point, so the first aircraft arrived uh, back in October and we've been on track on their certification of this new equipment to fly not only in Brazil, but also across Latin America, including the United States. Um, so we are in the final process with the regulator, ANAC, and we expect, uh, if everything goes well in the in the next uh, three to four weeks, we expect to have the final certification by the beginning of February, before Carnival season okay. in Brazil, which is a very important uh, milestone for us because we we expect also the volumes uh, to grow after the summertime vacation, which is taking place now in Brazil. Uh, and, and that starts after the second half of February. So by that time, we expect to have the new aircraft already flying around Brazil, but also doing some uh, international routes as part of our plan. Great. Are you able to, to tease uh, some of these uh, international plans? Absolutely. Absolutely. So as part of our uh, long-term strategy, uh, speed is to expand and diversify across the country. So we're in the process uh, of flying to some countries in South America, like Colombia, uh, Chile, Argentina, Uruguay, but also we're in the process of flying to the United States, which is also a very important market uh, for the region in many aspects, not only from a volume perspective, 
but also from a diversification and from different needs to fly inbound from the United States into uh, South America. So yeah. these plans are very solid. Uh, we are you know, tracking on a daily basis all the key um, milestones and, and, and timeline to make sure that uh, we have all the capabilities in place to fly internationally once we have the final certification. Mm -hmm. And what's, yeah, you were just talking about the capabilities there. Um, what other uh, investments um, have you had to make outside of Brazil to get ready um, for these international operations? Uh, there are a couple of them that I, I can tell you. The first one is about uh, adjusting the aircrafts uh, to fly to these different countries from a regulatory perspective. Uh, you need some technical equipments inside those aircrafts to allow them to fly internationally. That's number one. Number two, uh, to work on the licenses uh, with the local regulators like FAA, like ANAC, but also the correspondents of ANAC in Colombia, Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay to make mm -hmm. sure that uh, we have all the requirements and the licenses to operate in those countries, not only uh, on a charter basis, right, on a dedicated uh, charter basis, but also on regular flights. Mm -hmm. Also, um, training, which is a very important aspect of our business to train our crew, our pilots to fly uh, in and out those specific uh, countries. So we have, um, you know, a very solid um, timeline to make sure that all these key milestones are achieved uh, to make sure that we are ready uh, to go once we have uh, the aircraft uh, certified. Mm -hmm. um, so you're only uh, planning to fly internationally with the 800, right? Your other, um, you have three other classics. Those will uh, stay within Brazil. Uh, at the beginning, yes, but uh, because the NGs are much more uh, modern uh, from a technology perspective, but uh, on the range as well, right? On the mm. payload as well as the range. Um, so the NGs will be focused more on the cross-border flights, mm -hmm. but also classics um, can be used in the, in the short hauls. For example, Uruguay and Argentina, for instance, uh, we can fly classics. But the uh, but the um, NGs are much more effective for international flights, uh, yeah. and we're gonna dedicate uh, you know that fleet primarily you know to the international routes and the classics not only to the domestic but also uh, charters, right? That uh, we have on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of the classics, um, do you? What's the latest plan um, for those? I know you, you, you'll be operating both um, the A100 alongside the Classics for a while, but um, do you have any updates on, on the plans for those uh, as well as, you know, potentially uh, more 800s? So at this point in time, uh, we have the, the two 800s signed and committed. Uh, the first one has already arrived. Uh, the second mm -hmm. one is planned to arrive in the next uh, month. So these are the new ones and we mm. still have the classic. So at, at this point in time, we uh, expect and we're planning to keep those uh, aircrafts uh, flying in the classics because uh, for a market like Brazil, where you have, um, you know, big volumes in certain uh, locations or certain cities, 
the classics uh, makes more sense from a cost perspective. So we don't have uh, plans to uh, return classics at this point in time. Actually, we uh, returned just one that was part of the initial plan. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're keeping, you know, the two NGs and the two classics uh, flying uh, to compose our overall uh, network. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, you talked about the investments um, outside of Brazil, but uh, let's just uh, return to Brazil uh, for a minute. Um, I know you, you currently have a market share of around 27%, uh, I think it is. Right. Uh, with all these uh, growth plans in mind, uh, what's what sort of number are you looking at when when you think about um, the market share that you want modern to occupy? So uh, these uh, 27, 28% market share is more focused on the domestic at this point, mm. but we expect to have a double-digit uh, uh, market share overseas as well. We have very ambitious and aggressive plans to go overseas with our new um, aircrafts, um, and to keep investing in those sectors that uh, we believe value our um, value proposition, so to speak. Um, but uh, we plan to have at least a double digit and be a, a relevant player in each of these markets that I have mentioned to you, uh, Colombia, Chile, Argentina, mm -hmm. Uruguay, but also the cross-border uh, US mainly in South Florida. Um, and we believe that we can achieve that because we have the right equipment, the right technology, the right people, and the right strategy in place to achieve those uh, those goals. Good. I mean, yeah, it sounds like uh, you have a, a lot of work uh, ahead of you this year, but a, a lot of um, exciting plans as well. Uh, and we definitely look forward to um, covering those and seeing your second uh, 800 arrive. Um, but in the meantime, uh, thank you so much for, for your time and uh, good luck with, with all the growth um, that you have planned. No, again, thank you very much, It's been a, a pleasure to talk you with very you much and for your audience. And join us again next and time. And we expect um, to give you more uh, good news in the months to come and uh, hope to have a, a great year you as well and let's uh let's stay in touch thank you thank you we'll hopefully see you uh in panama uh for cargofax latam in may absolutely i'll be there great thanks cristiano thank you very much that was cristiano Koga, chief executive of modern logistics and that's all the time we have today for more coverage of the freighter aircraft market visit cargofax.com Thank you very much for tuning in and join us again next time.